Matt was fired again. Welcome to a cast with no name. I am your host, Jay. Matt was fired again. But just kidding. Obviously, he's on vacation. And this is episode 17, Sunday, August 14th, 2022. However, we have a returning special guest, Puff. And this episode, we will be discussing the 2022 film Uncharted. But first, don't forget to visit our website, a castwithnoname.com, where you can comment on episodes and write to our email, contact.acastwithnoname at gmail.com. If you have any requests, questions, uh, like to provide any topics that you would like for us to discuss, anything and everything, send it our way. Uh, But before we get into Uncharted, Sandman, I believe, was released after we had our first podcast together. And how many episodes are you into it now, Puff? Um, I am eight in, uh, so I've got a a couple left to go. So almost almost there, and... uh... I'm enjoying it quite a bit so far. Nice. How many episodes are in the season? Uh, ten episodes total. Ten episodes. Cool. So what's? I haven't read the graphic novel. What's the? I guess what's the gist of the kind of story or whatever? Um. So yeah, we talked about that briefly on the last um, episode that I was on, but it's essentially um, the main protagonist of of the series and of the comics as uh, Dream or the Sandman. Um. And his actual name is Morpheus. Um, but as the uh, show starts off, he's basically captured um, from some humans that are actually trying to capture one of his siblings, which is Death. Um, and they take away some of his items that contain some of his power. Um, so the first part of the series is him actually trying to get those back. Um Without going into too many spoilers, obviously, I don't want to ruin it for everyone, but that's that's how it starts off, and that is definitely the first full story arc. Okay. So, you're eight episodes in. What do you think so far? Um, I re- I'm really enjoying it. Um, it has surprised me how faithful they, they have been to the comics, considering like some people had considered it to be unmakeable at one point. Um, it did weave in and out in the comics of the DC um, universe. Uh, so there was like Arkham Asylum was involved and like some characters like uh, John Constantine and Batman and stuff like that show up in the comics. So um, in the TV show, they've completely separated from that. It's totally its own thing. Um, they're like the Arkham Asylum's replaced with a generic as- asylum um, and uh, things of that nature. And there's no like superheroes um, other than like the main characters, I guess you could say from, um, uh, for like dream and death and, and those characters. But, um, yeah, I've, I'd been seeing some negative things about like gender swapping and, and things of that nature. And it really doesn't factor into it at all. Uh, which the gender swapping mm-hmm. with Lucifer kind of cracked me up a little bit because, um, they made Lucifer a woman instead of a man. And I'm like, I, I don't mm-hmm. really see that. <laughs> Hell, that's a negative. But you, you think it's going well, and do you recommend others to watch it? Definitely. Um, yeah. yeah, I've 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 enjoyed it quite a bit so far. It is definitely a bit of a slow burn. Um, I mean, if you're not really into it by episode five, I mean, it it, it might not be for you at that point because that's that's kind of the completion of the first story arc. 
um, which I think it's episode five. I might be mistaken on that, but it's the episode title twenty four seven is is the completion of that that first arc. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that episode in particular is is uh, just as good as it was in the comics. Um, it's I I'd seen some things that it's a little bit less gory, but honestly, I don't think it's really even needed because a, a big part of that is just showing um, how Dream's abilities in the wrong hands, like how much evil that they can actually do. Uh, do you feel like i mean you've read the the comics so but do you feel like people need to read the comic comics to be able to enjoy the show or do you think it they explain enough in an entertaining way that it kind of stands on its own oh it, it definitely stands on its own it um the because of the way it's broken up initially where he's trying to get the the three objects that were taken from him um uh, back it it shows in, in kind of small chunks what his specific abilities are and then after that first story arc is over then it starts getting into his siblings and like what their abilities are and the, like there's a whole episode just centered around death um there's one that was really good after that that goes through like a really long period of time because they are um they're eternal they, they don't die so they're they're existing uh, since like the beginning of time, basically. Um, so yeah, between him and death, and then they've uh, the last episode that I was in, they just introduced desire. Um, so it's like they're slowly introducing all these elements into it. So it's really easy to to follow. Um, the part that's probably most confusing is is the very very beginning in that first episode, but it definitely um, you catch up quickly. Okay. Do you feel like they're doing a, I mean, you said you already enjoy it. Do you feel like they're, and you mentioned some gender swapping from what was in the comics. Other than that, do you feel like they're being fairly faithful to the source material? Absolutely. I mean, obviously yeah. the biggest difference there is going to be that it's not set in the DC universe really. Um, so, I mean, that, that part is, I'm sure some people aren't going to like uh, for the differences from there to the comics. But outside of that, the overall story arc is 100% faithful to the original comics. Nice. Well, uh, like shockingly and, so. <laughs> and that's on Netflix. Yeah, surprisingly, because you would think okay. that, you know, WB would want to win right now, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they don't want to win. They want to keep digging themselves into a hole. Discovery doesn't like winning. <laughs> but uh well cool and so all the episodes i'm sh yeah obviously are already released so i'll yep. check it out the uh I'll, I'll be interested to see i don't know if i would be interested in it or find it enjoyable because uh, i'd be going into it 100 percent blind other than what you have discussed with me yep, i i like it a lot and it is a the overall I did find out, actually, I mentioned I wasn't sure how far they were going to go into the first season, like how many um, uh, volumes that they were going to go through. It, it did. I did find out that it's two and a half. Um, so probably the most jarring thing after that first story arc is over, it does feel like you're starting season two, like on episode six, uh, even though it's still the first season. Um, because it's like there's a climax. You have the end of that, him like getting all of his stuff back and getting back to full strength um and then it completely starts a new uh hmm. storyline after that so that that part was probably a little bit jarring but that episode with which is the one that revolves around death was really really good um so it uh it is definitely forgivable cool 
but honestly, I would have been satisfied had it ended on 24-7. <laughs> Just a little five-episode miniseries. Yep. Cool. Well, anything else you want to mention about Sandman? I think that's it. All right, cool. Well, let's hop into the movie for the episode, which is uh, Uncharted. And Uncharted uh, stars... Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, and Antonio Banderas, along with uh, Tati Gabriel, and oh, what's her name? Where is where is she? Come on, IMDb, list them in. Wow, they don't even have her in order. Probably, oh, Sophia Ali, and uh, directed by Ruben Fleischer. Fleischer. Uh, street smart Nathan Drake is recruited by seasoned treasure hunter Victor Sully Sullivan to recover a fortune amassed by Ferdinand Magellan and lost 500 years ago by the house of Mankata. Puff, um, <clears throat> I know for probably at least a decade, you've been telling me that Nathan Fillion, 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 needs to be playing Nathan Drake. You've been following. I think they've been trying to get this movie for a while now. You played the video games. You're completely aware of their lore. Um, I went in blind. Um, other than one trailer, I think I saw. Um, I don't really know anything about Uncharted other than the fact it's a treasure hunting PlayStation game. Uh, but you were familiar with that, so we'll start off with you. What were your your initial impressions with Uncharted? Oh, um, well, it is very, very different from the games. I can tell you that up front. Um, I did not hate it, uh, but I, I can't say that I was the biggest fan overall. Um, it, it was definitely dumb, like, turn your brain off uh, type of popcorn movie, I guess. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've, I have some things that I can go through um, here that were somewhat similar to the game series and some that were different um the uh yeah as you mentioned there for nathan fillion i do still think that 10 years ago that he probably would have been right for that role just because uh, the way that uh, nathan drake is portrayed in the games is very similar to mal reynolds um in firefly mm -hmm. um where he has the uh you know he's always trying to diffuse situations with comedy um, in the video games, that um, I don't feel like that came through at all in the movies. Really, for for his character, um, he was a little silly sometimes, like pulling the prank on Sully with the cat. Um, I, I feel like that humor came through a little bit, but that that was kind of initially dumb. But then obviously at the end of the movie, it, it ended up paying off. Um, does, does he have a cat in the uh, video game? No, he does not. Um, so that was, I think they were trying, because his character was so unlikable in that script, I think that's why they did that, so that they, people would like him at the end of the movie. Um, but that was also, that was a huge difference um, from the video games to the movie, uh, was that Sully was a father figure um, to Nathan Drake in the video games, and he uh, he actually picked him up when he was really young, so I think... Um, Tom Holland is in his 20s at this point. Um, he would have been in his teens when he first picked him up in, in the video game universe. Um, that yeah. wasn't actually explored until Uncharted 3, um, but it, like where they started doing flashbacks and exploring their previous relationship. Um, 
but yeah, the the way it plays out in the games, um, in the movie, they are um, orphaned and left at that orphanage uh, without, like, so both of their parents are dead. Um, and the video games, like, his dad actually drops the, both of them off at that orphanage and, and abandons them. So Sully then becomes, like, the father figure he never had. Um, and he's very protective of him. Uh, there's a lot of, like, witty back and forth throughout the video game series between the two of them as well. Um, mm-hmm. So both characters are very, very likable. And I think that was the part that they they missed the most um, in this movie. Is Mark Wahlberg, horrible casting A, <laughs> from the get-go. Um, going back right. to when they had calm, originally calm your tits calm your tits on that one uh, <laughs> we, we don't we don't throw stones on this show absolutely if we do i throw them but anyway we'll we'll touch on mark Wahlberg. but yeah keep going okay so <laughs> and from when that movie was originally announced uh, it's been in development hell for a long time but mark Wahlberg was initially supposed to play nathan drake and i hated that from from at that point as well and there were people that were that was the time where people were saying that they needed to actually cast nathan fillion in, in that role instead of mark Wahlberg. um i think so much time had passed obviously nathan fillion also outgrew the role um or he was too old to play nathan drake at that point and then mark Wahlberg obviously ended up becoming solely um but yeah i mean things that i think they got right um between the video game and the movie uh, the overall vibe, obviously, the treasure hunting shtick, uh, you know, your Indiana Jones, Tomb Raider um, type of thing, that that is the general vibe of the video games as well. Um, they did pull a lot of story elements from Uncharted 3. Um, so, like, the plane sequence that was in the movie was directly pulled pretty much from the game. Um, the um, auction um, portion of it was somewhat pulled from the game. That, the Them turning out the power was a, a part of the, the storyline. Um, so that they could steal an object there. Um, and then they had intermixed like other elements from the other video games into this one. Um, the Chloe Frazier, like Chloe, the female uh, protagonist, mm-hmm. um, was a major part of the games as well. Um, and the banter that they had when they were kind of going through uh, the, the tombs was very similar. Um, although she was a lot more... I think because the relationships had all been established uh, by the time the video games, like for the time frame that the video games were taking place, they had all already grown to trust each other. Um, so the like backstabbing that was happening in this movie was not something that happens in the games at all. Um, and then, yeah. Um, other than that, everything else is different. <laughs> yeah. So, um, as I said before, I never played the video games. I was aware that the plane sequence was a video, was a part of the video game or something, because I think I remember a trailer for one of the games having that as the either not a cutscene but just end game footage mm-hmm. um, for that game when it came out. The but I guess overall, I I thought it was okay. Um, I enjoyed i i enjoyed the chemistry between tom holland and uh mark Wahlberg. i thought that was fine i mean there was a couple of jokes that felt kind of forced or kind of interactions it did feel goopy at times and that i think is my issue with the movie overall because i felt like nobody was in in real danger especially opening up 
the sequence with the airplane sequence uh, or opening the movie with the airplane sequence. Um, I've never been skydiving. However, I've been indoor skydiving. Uh, first, I mean, it was very early in the movie, but it took me out immediately him hopping from crate to crate. That just has more to do with physics and how fast planes travel and mm. also falling. So that to the side, I felt like there was no stakes because they introduced that scene so early it didn't build up to it um also it i didn't see him do anything between the start of the movie and when they went back to that scene that made me believe oh yeah he could do that um i felt a lot of the action set pieces were a little cartoony um Mm -hmm. again there was no stakes it felt like no one was in any real danger um and I feel like the, the biggest thing I feel like this movie had going against it. One, this is a prequel. Um, it's introducing the characters. I think the movie would have been better served if you had uh, Sully and Nathan Drake already established together mm-hmm. and then ex- maybe explore that in a next film or something. But I mean, already have already have their relationship established because <clears throat> I feel like they were trying to do too much with the characters because you had the distrust between Chloe, you had the uh, and Sully and Nathan. Um, You had the distrust between Nathan and Sully. And it, yeah, it did hurt Sully's character to where he wasn't likable. Um, And it wasn't even like he was an evil, unlikable. It was just kind of like a, I was like, why would he do this? Like, I feel like if he was this untrustworthy, one, he wouldn't bring in these people, especially Nathan Drake's character. He would try and pump him for information as opposed to bringing him along. Um, but I think that's kind of where it suffered. I feel like the movie was trying to do too much to set up for a franchise to where right. I think they would have been better served if they got their characters in line, had them established already. If they wanted to have a distressed element, they could have still had Chloe... Um, not trusting Drake and Sully, but have, but they needed to have that kind of connection. Mm-hmm. Um, him, I feel like his brother was a non-issue. I know they had the cutscene at the end, but um, it didn't feel like he was in it to find out who his brother was. When he says, he's like, oh, I only came with you because uh, I wanted to find out where my brother was. No, like this, that's the first time you mentioned that. I mean, yeah, obviously it was probably in the back of his head, but it didn't feel like a, a main motivational factor for him joining Sully. Um, but I think it would have worked a little bit better if they had those two characters in that relationship established um, from the start. And because it's been done um, in movies and you you didn't need to build up to well, it. I mean, you can ar- if, you, if you look at just the main movie that this video game series was based off of, Indiana Jones, uh, I mean, that one starts well into his career, um, mm-hmm. and then they explore his history in the third movie. Um, so, I mean, that's that was very similar to how it plays out in the games, too. It was like Uncharted 1 is well into his career. They introduce other characters around him, but it's like established that he's been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, and he's in, he's, I mean, he's in his 30s, so, I mean, as long as you can in your 30s. But, um, and, and I... I think that's the other thing too, is that they couldn't do that because of who they picked. And I think Tom Holland did fine. He, uh, but I, I just kept seeing Spider-Man 
And I kept mm -hmm. wondering, I was like, how the hell did this guy learn how to fight like this, do all these things? I mean, yeah, he worked out in his apartment, which was way too big in New York to be able to afford as a bartender. Um, but it, he was too young. And I think that kind right. of hurt the movie a little bit um, because he, he looked so experienced. He was able to do all these things at such a young age, but they didn't explain that. And you didn't know anything about his background other than, oh, he worked, he grew up in an orphanage. And as far as I'm concerned, right after that, he went to be a bartender. So that, that was kind of a disconnect for me. Yeah. And that's obviously very different from how it is in the games too, because it was Sully. Um, it's pretty well established in those games that, that he was, that was something that he did for a living, uh, for quite some time before he actually met Nathan Drake. Um, and then, uh, taught him everything he had learned, basically taught him how to shoot, taught him how to, um, fight back, um, things of that nature, um, as, as, as a teenager. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, was bringing him, uh, with him on, on the treasure hunts, um, and, which is obviously a questionable fatherly thing to do, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it definitely has a lot more like how he actually became Nathan Drake um, involved in the video games. Yeah, and I I could probably say the same thing for Mark Wahlberg. I felt like he was too young for the role. Now, mm -hmm. yeah, there's even, even comments that are made um, in during the movie that feel like they were written for someone older than him because uh, he mm -hmm. like he makes a comment about like like his his knee or his back or something like that and in one moment and i was like that was weird um like he because it definitely has more of like a Riggs and murtaugh type of dynamic um in the video games uh, where nathan drake's still running around like jumping all over the place climbing up rocks and sully's kind of the too old for this shit um hanging out mm -hmm. in the in the airplane um type and, of character in those games and Mark Wahlberg isn't young, really. Any, I mean, he's he's still young. He looks young, but I think he's closer to fifty than he is to forty. And mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think he's getting closer to fifty, but he's still. I mean, it's a Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Holland thing to where he Mark Wahlberg always looked young, and mm -hmm. he kind of has a little bit of a baby face. Tom Holland definitely same thing with Leonardo DiCaprio, and I think that's going to be the big thing with Tom Holland to where. Um, I'm going to continue to see Spider-Man with that kind of character uh, because he still looks like a kid to me. Um, he may be 24, however old he is, but I have a feeling he's going to be, it's going to be until he's 40 until he actually looks like an adult. Um, so I think that was kind of detrimental to, I mean, the casting in general. I mean, I think they went a little bit too young. Um, obviously I know why they did it's because they were trying to set up for a franchise, but I think the movie suffered because they were planning for a franchise. I don't, I don't see it turning into a franchise. Um, I think it did well enough where they, they're going to do a sequel. Well, that's mm -hmm. fine. I mean, I'm, I'd be interested to see it. Um, but I feel like the stakes is the action set pieces a little bit cartoony. I didn't feel like anyone was in danger. And it felt like I was watching a prequel to where I'm like, eh, I feel like everyone's going to survive. Well, I mean, I know Mark Wahlberg is going to survive. I know Tom Holland's going to survive. Well, not, um, there's, there's one other thing too that surprised me in this that was missing from, from this storyline versus something like um, Indiana Jones or the, the Tomb Raider games and movies. Um, and uh, that was the supernatural aspect of it. 
Um, cause obviously Indiana Jones, a lot of times, you know, these things are too dangerous to just be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there are additional stakes because of that. And that's the uncharted games actually go those directions too. Um, because there are, um, the, I mean, in the one that they're pulling from, it's not so much a supernatural aspect um, to it, but because it, it, it was the Atlantis of the of the desert um, was the the storyline that they're pulling most of the information from, um, even though the objective is totally different. Uh, but there were still some somewhat supernatural aspects to it that were like um, the there was poison that was involved from like a, a brass device um, that that they were using. Um, and that was causing his hallucinations for Nathan Drake, where he was like seeing people die and things of that nature. And like people had like special abilities basically while he was hallucinating. Um, so it felt supernatural, even though it really wasn't. But that I think that's why they focused on that one so much was that it was primarily based off of the relationship between Sully and Nathan. Um, but obviously starting from that point is weird. Um, but yeah, the... Uh, yeah, Indiana Jones. You have the the Ark of the Covenant, you know, and and um, uh, the Holy Grail um, are major items that end up actually existing. They they find the items. They have supernatural abilities. Um, in the video games, there are zombies that get involved. There's supernatural creatures that they find in Shangri La. Um, so I mean, it's it's kind of weird that they didn't incorporate that part of it at all. It was just like kind of like a Goonies type of treasure hunt. Yeah, um, and Goonies was at the climax. That was the first thing I thought of. I was like, "Oh shit, Sloth is gonna pop out of nowhere." And yeah, that's Nathan. That is uh, definitely something I thought as well. It was also one of the set pieces in Uncharted Four. Was the ship that was underneath the the island like that too? So I mean that that's where that was coming from specifically, mm-hmm. but, um, that there was not the, the same climax definitely didn't happen in any of the games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was bizarre to me that, cause it's something that I feel like they, that would definitely raise the stakes. Uh, cause it's like, if there, especially if there's a villain like Antonio Banderas's character trying to go after it, even though that was kind of a bait and switch. Um, mm-hmm. Like that would increase the stakes if if it was something like if someone that already has a lot of power financially gets an object of that kind of power, um, that I feel like that would have improved the the story a little bit too. Um, but yeah, the Mankato, so Antonio Banderas's character and uh, Joe Braddock uh, are not in the games at all. Um, so the I don't know if they did that on purpose to try to confuse people. Um, a little bit for that are fans of the games as well, so they didn't know what was coming. Um, but obviously, I didn't see Antonio Banderas not being the the main villain at the end of the the storyline, um, so that surprised me. And then Joe Braddock was very similar to a character called Nadine in the video games, uh, but she was much less likable. Um, like Nadine is a fierce person going up against them, but she's still morally sound. Um, mm. So I, th- I thought that was that was interesting, like that they didn't just fully make her Nadine because that's a black character in the video games. So there's no reason okay. she couldn't have been Nadine. Um, well, yeah, it was unusual. And then another person missing uh, that also probably would have increased the stakes a bit because she is completely out of her element um, is the love interest 
for Nathan Drake throughout the video games and eventually his wife, uh, which is Elena Fisher. Um, I thought that was odd that like they didn't even hint at them meeting at all. She wasn't in in the movie whatsoever. Um, so that that was unusual to me as well. The I thought all around the acting was well done. Um, I thought, yeah, Taddy uh, Gabriel plays uh, Joe Braddock. Mm-hmm. I thought she was good. Um, I enjoyed her. I Antonio Banderas is always awesome to watch. Um, I think I feel like he's one of those people that just he he's good in whatever he's in. Um, same thing with Sophia Ali. I I think uh, as Chloe Frazier. Um, I liked her character a lot. I mean, they they felt believable. Um, the only thing that didn't feel believable with the the twist with Antonio Banderas and uh, Teddy Gabriel is the fact that I mean, unless she bought them out, uh, all the other henchmen being like, "Yep, we'll listen to you." I'm like, mm. I mean, she probably had a meeting with them or whatever. But but no, I mean that <clears throat> I thought the the antagonists were good. It's uh, I just I, I felt like I mean you brought up how uh, Nathan Drake's wife's character in the games is kind of like you said fish out of water. Yeah, exactly. Or she's not- she's just there as a um, reporter in the okay. video games. Um, so that's so she is not familiar with that lifestyle whatsoever. Which that I, I, it, I, I oops, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say they should have done that with Nathan Drake's character. I mean that I feel like Tom Holland. Uh, approach that character and it's probably I mean sh- I'm sure it's how it was written um, but Nathan Drake's character in this movie he's walking around like he's a world traveler and he's not amazed by anything that he sees it's I feel like oh well yeah this is just another adventure for me um, it, I guess his character seems nonchalant about everything um and very good at everything without mm-hmm. any explanation um, to where if I think if they would have started out the movie or the story to where Sully and Drake were already established, they've been together forever, uh, especially since teenagers and maybe Tom Holland's in it or Nathan Drake's been doing it with Sully for say eight years or something that would be believable. Then they would have the rapport. Um, but there was no moment of awkwardness or unfamiliarity between those two characters um, at the beginning. And that also didn't change till the end where I think maybe if they wanted to introduce those characters, it probably would have been better paid off if they were just uneasy around each other. Hmm. And then at the end, they were able to get to a point to where they can quip back and forth and joke and they have more of a relationship I think that would have probably made for a little bit better movie, at least for their relationship and showing the growth and those character arcs together. Um, because you could still have had Sully's character arc of giving up the gold to help Dr- uh, Drake. Um, but also, I mean, I having, I feel like Nathan Drake in that movie didn't really have any trust issues. I feel like he would, I mean, they both would have trust issues. Um, but they were just kind of, I mean, they mentioned it a couple of times, but there was there. I felt like I didn't feel like there was any growth there. Uh, I agree. Uh, well, I mean, maybe a little bit um, just as far as um, 
as far as Sully's character um, in particular. Uh, but yeah. I, like his like his character specifically would have had the most. But for Tom Holland and even for um, Chloe, I f- the forget the actress's name, but um, Sophia Ali. Yeah. For her, I mean, she didn't really have any character growth either. She just was like, oh, you guys tricked me again at the end of the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, and she's probably one character I think they could have done without, um, if only to concentrate on the relationship between Drake and Sully. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I feel like that's the heart of these stories. I Again, I haven't played the video games. Um but well, for Uncharted like Three specifically, re- yes, it's the it's the relationship between uh, Sully and and Nate is what they focus on there, and it's it's a really great story arc. Um, so mm-hmm. I think I think that's why they wanted to go this route initially, um, because that one does it has flashbacks to when they were younger, um, and then by the uh, Sully almost dies in that, but uh, by the end of the movie, they're basically you know bantering back and forth and. Um, there's some silly things that happen as they're kind of walking into the sunset as friends still. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's like, it definitely doesn't hit the same vibe that 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 game did in particular. Um, But yeah, in the first one, um, he's more of a side character in the first game. And honestly, the first game probably is the weakest overall as far as gameplay and story. Well, Um, he was probably what the man in the ear. Pretty much. Um, yeah. yeah, he was that, that way, and then he was kind of coming coming to the rescue in the airplane. Um, like he he was not somebody that was typically on the on the the front lines. Um, and for a lot of the movie or movie, a lot of the game, um, him and Elena are, are kind of cut off. They're mm-hmm. they're trapped on this island uh, without any backup. So yeah, I think uh, yeah, they probably could have done without Chloe without Chloe Fraser's character for this movie um because i mean they could have made to make something make sully more likable i was waiting for a reveal that sully really cared and looked out for nathan drake's older brother and something happened and he was unable to do it um i was waiting for more of a pain painful moment for sully during that reveal um as opposed to uh uh, I couldn't do anything. I was, I was going to get sh- like, it was so nonchalant to where mm-hmm. then that, and if he would just kind of had his character and it's not Mark Wahlberg's fault, but uh, if they would, if the writers would have had that character kind of force that kind of care onto Nathan or that kind of paternal protection, I think it would have played off a little bit better. I mean, overall, I mean, I, I think between the no stakes, everyone being able to do these fantastical physical things with no background and then the relationship issue, I think, is probably the biggest detriment of the movie. Um, but I think they also tried too big too early. Um, they had the plane sequence. I th- That did not look good. There was quite a few special effects that did not look good. Um, yeah, the, he seemed very floaty when he was jumping from... Yeah, and, and, and it's tough. To and, I mean, they got to do all that stuff in a week, so... Um, it's understandable, but I think they, if they kind of kept it grounded a little bit, they didn't have to have fantastical because the fun of the story, I feel like from not playing the video games, fun of the story is the, the treasure hunt aspect, the, mm-hmm. uh, the scavenger hunt of it and the relationships. Um, it's, 
not the bombastic fantastical action set pieces like lifting the ships out of the harbor and everything else like that i mean this kind of goes back onto the effects and sound design again those ships didn't feel like there was any weight there um i think a little bit more sound design would have been better for that scene. i mean just hearing the and this is nitpicking shit but uh like the uh, the nets or the belts that they used to lift the ships up like the creaking from that there was i felt like they they could have improved the sound design a little bit and uh, mm-hmm. give it a little bit more weight <laughs> literally um but uh overall i mean i thought it was okay you had sent me a uh short fan-made film with nathan fillion and yeah it. that was actually interesting that you mentioned the uh the focusing on the the treasure hunt aspect of it because i feel like that one shows really well um like as far as them getting into predicaments um and it's obviously it's just one piece of a story it's not the whole story it's just like them them finding one object and then it stops there um but I feel like that was more of a proof of concept anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it just en- ended up not being the, the direction the studio went entirely. Um, it is interesting to me that it does also focus on Magellan. Um, and then the uh, right they're actually there searching. And this is probably a more realistic way of finding the like where the that treasure might be. Um, because it was basically just documents that this person had collected that were really old. And they went to that person's house, um, and and I, obviously it looks like Nathan Drake got captured on purpose, um, so that they could find out where they were located, um, and then end up finding out um, through the series of events that takes place um, during that that they're located in the Philippines. So I, I thought that was that was interesting that it ended up playing out very similarly to what they do in the movie, just in a much more concise manner. Um, but for yeah, the actual look of it the feel of it um the witty banter that nathan drake has with the guys that captured him like that that is more the movie that i would would have wanted to see um what what's it called so if anyone's listening they can go after they watch the uncharted movie they can go and watch uh the fan-made film i think it's literally uh, just called uncharted fan-made film let me check here though Yeah, Uncharted live action fan film is the actual title of it. it. It's on it's on YouTube. It's about fifteen minutes long. Um, but yeah, that uh, that is um, v- that very perfectly captures like a moment uh, from the video game. And they, there's even a transition where they they cut to him that looks like he's in a video game momentarily, which that I could have done without that. But um, yeah, that would have been. A much more interesting movie, I think, to actually have a full movie with Nathan Fillion as Nathan Drake and and the similar storyline, but um, would have been fine. But that dynamic between him and Sully was much better, even just in those few moments that they had in the in the short. Mm-hmm. The who, all right. So the guy who directed Uncharted, he's also just kind of run down some of the other things he's directed is Gangster Squad, Venom. Uh, Zombie Land, Double Tap, uh, a short film called Masturbation, um, mm-hmm. and he also directed Zombie Land. Um, so he said one good movie that he listed there. Who, 
who would you uh, pick to get that feel that you saw in the fan-made film? First director pop in your head to direct something like that. That kind of tone. I, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but it, it was the, <laughs> it's the first director already. Is the first director that popped into my head. And I'm like, God, this looks like a. Who, who would you pick? Honestly, not who you think I'm going to say because I already know who I'm going to say. But who who would you who would you want to pick? Um, I mean, for um, just from what he's done. I mean, I, I'm, obviously we talked about that before, but I'm I, I do think Edgar Wright would would be a good pick for that type of comedy and action oh, that, combined. Yeah, that's good. That's not who I was thinking of. I was uh, thinking, thinking of uh, National Treasure, not not to the director of National Treasure, John Turtletub, but more of. Well, uh michael the Bay. movie yeah the movie does feel very national treasure um especially in those moments where they are going through the caverns uh, and the caverns under the city unlocking the gears they see all yeah. the booby traps and stuff like that um but no i mean that short fan main film you sent me when they were at the very beginning they were dragging them through the uh that house in Mexico and they put him in the chair. I, mm -hmm. First person I thought of and like the quippiness, I was like, this feels like a Michael Bay movie. Um, like a low key Michael Bay, which I think he probably would have done pretty well with a movie like this. Um, it, it, there, uh, there just would have been more explosions. There would have been, I was going to say the, the more grounding of special effects and stuff would not have taken place, but mm -hmm. I, he is pretty good. Like, I mean, when he does Armageddon, Bad Boys, he's he's good at working with duos that can be quippy, can be funny, and he's a great action person. But he does know how to make set up suspense, um, or not sure. suspense, but have more of a, I guess, climactic feel to something. Yeah, had uh, had this video game existed early on, they they uh, in his career they could have cast Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. And um, that would have been a good, uh, a good dynamic yeah. for, for Nathan Drake and uh, Sully back then, because uh, obviously yeah. that I mean that's the one movie I think that I I've really loved of Michael Bay's over the years. So um, the um, in the fan made film, the guy who plays Sully, uh, I want to say Ike Clanton. Um, God, I'm spacing uh, on his name. No, it's um, oh, and I don't even know what name you said there, but that uh, it's from Tombstone. He played. Uh, I plant in tombstone. Um, Stephen Lang. Yeah. Uh, he didn't even remove the binoculars from his face, and I knew who it was. And I was like, yeah, that's a pretty good pick. Mm. I mean, some somebody grizzled that looks older, um, but... That can I grow mean, facial I, hair. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike Mark hey, Goldberg. I, I, Irish Irish blood is a curse sometimes because you can't. I mean, it's we, we have baby faces. It happens. We, uh, but um, but I mean, yeah. I mean, overall, I, there was there's times to where I thought the chemistry was really good between Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Um, I think they're both a little young, but I know they picked them so they could do movies for the next ten years if it took off. Um, I just, I don't know. It's, I feel like the movies, the movie suffered because they were trying to put everything in place to put in a franchise. And I think, I feel like the movie could have been better 
if they had a little bit older actors. Um, because it, I feel like it just would have made the roles a lot more believable. <clears throat> but or just, I mean, have it be his first adventure film um, or have it be Nathan Drake's first adventure and have him be learning to where he's not Nathan Drake yet. Maybe he becomes Nathan Drake by the end of the second film or by the end mm-hmm. of something to where have some kind of growth or that arc. But I feel like these characters were already fully developed. Um, and that that to me was probably the biggest shortcoming. But I thought the, the humor, I think, worked. Um, it was entertaining. I'd be uh, I, I would watch the second one. Um the cut scene at the end of the credits when they kind of did a little preview thing with uh, the dude from Game of Thrones. Um, he, or that I felt more like a complete vision to where it w- that would have been more believable because it would have pushed forward in time a little bit and you could have seen where they were at to where maybe they had, if they just had this be the growth movie and they had that same cutscene in the credits, I feel like that would have made people a lot more excited to watch the next one because then at that point, their characters are fully developed. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you have some leeway. I, I think these being based off video games, a lot of times they have their hands tied to what they can and cannot do with the characters, and I understand that. Um, but I think video game movie movies based off video games need to be changed drastically in a sense anyways because it's a very different medium no one is typically happy with those kinds of movies because they put themselves in their own shoes uh or in the character's shoes because they're playing them in the game so it's more of an immersive medium than what movies are which is more passive um so i think taking some liberties there even though it may not be a hundred percent faithful to the source material i think as long as if you can get a character right uh i think it'd be more successful getting the character right as opposed to kind of i don't know where i'm going with this uh me neither (laughs) i random i don't know it's uh i i i agree there definitely need to be some changes uh it is even just going back because we we're tinkering with the first game briefly, um, which opens up with you basically just murdering a bunch of pirates um, <laughs> right at the beginning of the game. I don't think that translates as well um, in into the movie yeah. medium. Um, so because obviously there's long sequences where you're just blowing people up and shooting them um, mm-hmm. in in these types of games. Um, so that that would be very unusual. But they, I mean, they they definitely, um, uh, they yeah, they definitely um, missed the mark a little bit on on the storyline. So that that's definitely the most important part when you're translating it, because there are probably two hours at least in every single one of these games worth of cutscenes anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have enough to to get an entire storyline out out of each one um and that and putting them all together pretty much plays out like a movie so i mean that's definitely your your um your basis that you go off of um but yeah, i mean it's still even even at that point um it would be a, a little odd because then there'd be no major action set pieces in between yeah and i think um 
and and again, I I understand why the filmmakers or Sony or whoever made the decision to have these characters the way they are because you were going to have a young Nathan Drake and he's not how he is in the game. You get a lot of people pissed, and hell, people were pissed because Sully didn't have a mustache. Yeah, in the movie, and I'm like, what well, I understood fuck? why though <laughs> because. I've seen Mark Wahlberg with a mustache before, so that's... true. They can add it. If they can remove mustaches, they could. They could add them. Just take Henry Cavill's and throw it on Mark Wahlberg. But, uh, but there's actually a an image that that Mark Wahlberg posted of him in like a fake mustache that I was like, oh, all right, <laughs> that's like that actually looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they obviously didn't go that route. But yeah, I mean, but I could see because these kinds of video games to movies have such a loyal fan base. It's hard to take risks. And I could see a lot of people getting butt hurt about something. And it's easy for me to say, because I have no history with these games. So I, I could easily see if they did like a, a young Nathan Drake to where he didn't know anything and he was kind of learning. And I saw an uncharted movie and I was looking forward to it for 10 years. And then he's a bumbling idiot or doesn't know. And he's always looking to Sully for advice. I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Um, but from a movie going perspective, like you, you need that character growth and you need to have that kind of explanation there. Um, and I think that's the biggest, the biggest challenge between going from video games to movies is one, you're not immersive in the character anymore, but also you're trying to main, be faithful, but be able to tell it in a way that makes sense for movies as opposed to what makes sense for video games. So um, as far as video game movies go, I haven't seen uh, Assassin's Creed. I don't Terrible. know if you have Puff. Yeah. Yeah. Is this your favorite video game to movie adaptation? No. No. Which which what is? Um, I mean, for direct video game adaptation, um, Super Mario Brothers. Um, I mean, I mean that has some nostalgia. I'd have to look at what. <laughs> video game adaptations there have been uh sonic actually was was pretty good even though it's such an odd movie uh concept um mm-hmm. but the movie itself ended up playing out pretty well and jim carrey was excellent in it so that would definitely be up there um which that could have been a train wreck because obviously there was a the whole debacle of his design initially yeah um and I'm not a big fan of any of the Resident Evil movies. I got excited um, briefly when it looked like they were going to be pretty faithful to the original game and it was going to be super campy, but the most recent Resident Evil movie ended up being just a little bit too um, competent. <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe Mortal Kombat? I forgot about that movie. First one was fun. Yeah, that's what that that one's definitely up there. Uh, but uh, I like for my personal opinion on that, the um, best video game movies aren't directly based off of a video game. Um, there will be either video game elements or. Um, So you're, um, oops, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say. So you're talking about movies that take inspiration from video. So like, um, oh, what was the Jason Statham? No, I mean, 
uh, crank. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, more or less, crank is like it doesn't hold up quite as well anymore. But um, it doesn't. But when it came out, I remember us saying how if G if Grand Theft Auto was going to come out with a movie, that would be that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but what other uh, like upgrade and stuff like that, or what what movies are you thinking of that just? Um, I mean, as far as like uh, the ones that have video game elements in them, like Scott Pilgrim versus the World, is really good. Um, the um, oh, I had other ones in mind just a moment ago, but it slipped my mind. Um, okay. I know. Ready Player One for people that are fans of the the book series or is is pretty div- divisive, but I actually enjoyed that movie quite a bit, um, and that has a lot of video game elements in it. Uh, mm-hmm. So I mean, it's there aren't a lot of great ones, unfortunately, um, but yeah, that those would probably be the first two that come to mind. Um, oh, Free Guy, I thought that was pretty. Oh good. yes, yeah, Free Guy was good. Tron, um, yeah. Yeah, those tend to be the ones that, and then there are some some ones from the '80s which you'd probably be more familiar with. The ones during that time frame that had a lot of video game elements in them. The Last um, Starfighter. Yeah. Um, the yeah, and I think and I think why um, those movies are more successful typically than the war games. War games, yep. Uh, would you like to play a game? Um, <clears throat> And I think those are tend to be more successful because they don't have to adhere to a bunch of lore or set of standards that a bunch of players uh, have had. Um, yeah, and that's just my own opinion. I think that that's going to be an issue for all video game ap- adaptations is because everyone pictures themselves <laughs> in the central role. And if the central role deviates any from any one of the 20 million people that have played it, you're going to have one person. I was like, Oh yeah, that's kind of like me, just like the video game. They'll love it. Then the other 19,999,000, whatever will bitch about it. But Right. And then the, um, obviously I think both, did you watch this on Netflix as well? Yes. For yep. Uncharted. Okay. Um, the other thing I was going to say is the kind of on the flip side of it are video games that don't really have like um, a single player, like full fledged storyline. Um, those have translated pretty well recently on, on Netflix, especially uh, to um, their animated TV shows. Um, so arcane uh, was one really good example that, that one I would say is by far the best video game, anything that's ever come out. Um, and then the, Castlevania, um, kind of, it's kind of an anime series. It's also on Netflix. That that one's really good too. Um, so I think though that has been the best um, uh, adaptation um, from of a video game so far. But yeah, Arcane, just the, even the art style. I love the art style on the on that series. And that's um, animated. Yes. Ooh, check that out. You like um, art styles and animation. Yeah, it is. It is very unique. It's it's kind of like a a, a combination of of three D and two D elements. Um, so it, it looks really cool. And the story is good. The story is excellent. Um, and then the other one I just saw here recently that was okay. It wasn't phenomenal by any means, but po- the Detective Pikachu, the 
Well, it was oh. it was all right. Well, but uh, uh, yeah. as far as Uncharted, anything you'd like to add? Any final thoughts? Would you recommend it? Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's it's okay. I mean, if you're in the mood for a dumb popcorn movie, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, don't go in with expectations too high. Yeah. I'd agree. I, I, I It's fun. Um, I think they could have done a little bit better with the character development. Hopefully they can nail that out in the second one if they do a second one. Um, but yeah, it's... I, yeah, I think it's worth watching. Cool. Absolutely. Cool. Well, Puff, thanks for uh, driving six hours to be with me again here today. Um, and uh, appreciate you taking the time and all that good stuff. So I'm sure you will be on the show again uh, with Matt's vacation schedule. I'm sure you'll probably be back next week or the week after. Because uh, that fucker team seems to uh, take vacations every three days. So, um, but yeah, Living thank you for uh, yeah, I know life of rock star. But yeah, thank you for thank you for taking the time. Not a problem at all. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All righty. Well, uh, next episode, I don't know what we're doing. Don't know when we'll do it. Uh, it'll probably be in a week and a half when we get to record it. But. Uh, but yeah, so hope you enjoyed the show. Um, if, if you have anything, comment, email us, do whatever. Let us know what you want us to watch. But uh, we'll have a new episode shortly in about a week and a half. Don't know what it's going to be about, but we have several different possibilities. We've just got to flip a coin. So, toodles. <laughs>